Thanks so much for joining us this morning. We are so, so glad that you're here. You know, I, we, we, we think about these, we are still sort of celebrating Easter. The Easter morning was such a big event for us, for churches around the world as we celebrate Jesus' resurrection. And around the world also, churches sort of consider every Sunday kind of a mini Easter. Like it's just a one more time to remember the resurrection and just be like, Jesus is alive. Like that's why we're gathered. That's why we celebrate. So there's so much to celebrate around here every single Sunday. But at the same time, we know that we come in here with all sorts of stuff in our life that are difficult and hard and challenging. And all of us come in with stories um, that we, we could talk all day about just the challenges that we face. And one of the things, one of the negative emotions, the difficult emotions that's marked all of us, left its mark on every single one of us, is fear. Fear is just like the name of the, the day. These days, fear is everywhere. In fact, I just read that people consider this the age of terror. Are you feeling it? You know, <laughs> the age of terror. It's just like, Everything is something to be afraid of. We see it everywhere we look. And, and if it's not something, you know, physical and like imminent, like, I don't know, seawater's rising, you know, or global warming or, um, I mean, COVID, I don't know how you guys, different folks fared in different ways in those last few years, but fear just skyrocketed through the roof as all of us had real things to be afraid of, to say, well, what could I get this virus? What might happen? And then, of course, every little sub-variant that rolls out, another thing to fear, another thing to wonder about and worry about. Now, I'm kind of a person who's, and you might relate to this, maybe you're sort of a daredevil type. You're like a risk taker, you know, and you don't consider yourself sort of a fearful person. And, and I would sort of put myself in that camp to, to, the, to the detriment of myself. Like sometimes I'll like, you know, I'm that guy that sort of uh, leaps before I look kind of thing, you know. Um, you don't think about it. You just sort of go for it. And you're like, it'll all work out. You know, it'll all be fine. And, and so, and I've, you know, hurt myself and, and others uh, because not thinking through things clearly. But, but for those of us that are kind of risk takers and, and, and okay with a certain amount of risk, it, it'll, the, this fear thing will get us from the inside. It'll be like, you're not good enough. You're not brave enough. That 30-foot drop you just did on those skis, it's not re- cool enough, you know, or whatever. Something about it is just not, we're not quite enough. We're sort of insecure. Like, what do people think of me? And, and all of us wrestle with this, like, in different ways and, and different degrees. And so this morning, the, we, I want to look at this moment. It, it's, we're sort of following this. It's kind of like we're in an episode. We're in a series right now. And it's sort of like episodes. We're not going to binge it. We're going to do it once a week. I know it's kind of hard, right, with the episode. You wait once a week. But, but this, this episode, these episodes are around Jesus's first followers right after his resurrection. They're trying to process and, and make sense of what's happened. And we're still on Easter Day. So every Sunday since Easter, we've been talking about Easter Day. And this morning, still, kind of put ourselves back in that moment, Easter Day. But it's the evening now. And and the disciples, they're still processing. Of course, they've heard about his resurrection. They've heard rumors that they've seen Jesus around. Those two guys on the road of Emmaus we talked about last week. They're telling stories. We saw him. Then he disappeared. It was so cool. And then we're hearing Mary and others saying, we saw him. He's alive. And and so there's excitement. But at the same time, these disciples, this first team of Jesus, they're also really afraid that what happened to Jesus could happen to them. 
that these authorities, whether Jesus is alive or not, they're, they're kind of not quite totally sure. But if he is, there's still a chance they could be arrested and murdered too. So, so they're really afraid and they're hiding behind these locked doors. They're, they're hiding behind this, this room. All the doors are locked. They're huddled up in fear. They're like, we could be captured. We don't know what's going to happen to us. We don't know what to make of all this. They don't know what to do. And it's right in that moment, this moment of just palpable fear that Jesus walks in. So he walks right in the right through the walls. And, and this is how it happens. We're looking at John, I think it's 20. Let me double check here. John 20. So if you have a Bible and we have gift Bibles, if you need a, a Bible, they're in the front there too. We invite you to take them. But today we're, we're in looking at John 20 of uh, verse 19 through 23. And, and what happens here, right here in verse 19 of John 20, um, it says that Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors. Okay, I already said that stuff. Because they're afraid of the Jewish leaders, yeah. And then suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. And Jesus says, peace be with you. The antidote to fear. Peace. Peace be with you. Now, Jesus is summing up, in a way, his whole mission who he is as a person. In fact, Jesus is famously known as the Prince of Peace. And he walks in and he says, peace be with you. Now, he kind of think he says that in a way because they're probably freaking out too. They're like, oh my goodness, he just walked through the doors. He's alive. Oh my gosh, what's happening? And they're, they're freaking out. And, and they might be a little fearful too. Is he a ghost? What's this? What's happening? And Jesus brings this word of peace. Peace. It's, it's part of his story. It's part of who he is. In fact, earlier in John 14, 14, 27, he says, Jesus says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. So Jesus brings this gift, this gift of peace. And it's a peace not like the world gives. And, and if you... Um, have been, you know, around a while, you know that the world, everyone is longing for peace. They're reaching out for it, right? They're like, where can we find peace in the midst of all this fear that we face? How, how in the world could we find peace? In fact, one of my favorite poets, Bono, um, in, in, his, in his band, U2, he has a song called Peace on Earth. And this is how they say it. I think it captures some of the longings that we have. It says, heaven on earth, we need it now. I'm sick of all this hanging around, sick of sorrow, sick of pain, sick of hearing again and again that there's going to be peace on earth. They say that what you mock will surely overtake you, so you become a monster, so the monster will not break you. It's already gone too far. Who said that if you go in hard, you won't get hurt? Jesus, can you take the time to throw a drowning man a line, peace on earth, right? This is this longing, right? Do we long for it? Like, throw us a line, like, help us out. How can we experience this kind of peace? In fact, Jesus will say again in John 16, he says, I've told you all this, why? So that you may have peace in me, he says, peace in me. Here on earth, you'll have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I've overcome the world. So this is Jesus' promise to us that we can actually have peace, peace in him. 
Jesus promises us this gift, and he comes and he delivers it in this moment. And, and we believe he's here to deliver it to us, to you and to me. And I wonder this morning, where in your life could you use this kind of peace? You know, you're right. Think of a situation. You know, maybe you've got a lot of them. But, but what situation it, that kind of comes up for you right now that could be like, Jesus, I need you to walk into this situation and bring your peace. The kind of peace the world can't give. This kind of peace that comes from Jesus himself. And we can bring that to him in an attitude of prayer. We can just say, okay, Jesus, here, throw a drowning man a line, right? Here I am, and would you meet me with your peace right in this situation? Maybe it's, um, maybe it's like school, you know, and you're doing tests or you're trying to figure out your friend group and you're trying to navigate life as a young person. And there's so many places to be afraid and to be confused and to need peace. Or maybe it's at work. And, and your bosses and your situations there. Maybe, maybe your health is challenged and you're like, how do I find peace in this? Maybe, maybe you're a parent of, of young, little young kids, you know, I, I call that the, the tunnel of chaos or the second tunnel of chaos, teenagers. You've got this like, how do I find peace in my life, you know? Jesus, would you come into this moment and bring me peace? And we can ask him to step right through those walls, right through the, the situations of our life, and say peace, he wants to bring us peace. Our finances, our future, all the things we wonder and are uncertain about. Jesus wants to bring that peace to us. But the cool thing about Jesus' peace, it's not an empty platitude. Like, it's not just like peace, peace and love, peace and love, peace and love. Ringo Starr, you know, I've been watching that, peace and love, peace and love. It's not like, it's not like a superficial thing. Jesus' peace that he offered, it comes with a couple components that, that really make it count for us. The first one is power. Here's what happens. Jesus, in verse 21, right in the next thing happens is he says, well, in verse 20, he says, as he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side, and they were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. So, and then Jesus says, right after that, uh, he says, Let's see. Again, he said, peace be with you. And then he said, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. And then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. So, so Jesus gives them this power, this breathing on them. And the word breathe is only used a few times in the Bible. And the very first time is way back in Genesis when God is forming Adam and Eve right from the dust of the earth and he breathes on them and they come to life. This is this kind of breath that Jesus is giving, literally breathing new life into their lungs, breathing new hope and new courage into their fearful situation. And Jesus wants to do that for us. Jesus wants to meet us right where we are and, and give us this gift, this Holy Spirit, the power of God. And I wonder, again, you might say, where in my life could I use this kind of power? You know, where in my life could I use this? And, and this morning is a perfect chance, a perfect place to bring that in honesty to God and just say, God, here I am, and I need this power. I need you to breathe new breath into my lungs. I can't do this myself, and I need your, your strength. I need your power, your Holy Spirit. We, we prayed that song together, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. And that's the truth, that, that we want to be open to this kind of power that God gives us. And, and not only does Jesus bring this kind of 
power to us with his peace. His peace comes with this power. But the other thing is that Jesus' peace comes with a purpose. You know, did you notice he said, I'm sending you. As the Father sent me, I'm sending you. That's what he says. And, and, and in a way, Jesus is saying, hey, and I was sent from my Father. I was sent to share the message of God. I was sent to share the, the love of God with people. And I was sent to do the work of God here on earth. And Jesus is saying, I'm sent to bring the grace of God into your life, to lay down my life as a sacrifice for, for all of us so that we could experience the grace of God. This was the way Jesus was sent to us. And he's saying that we're sent too. We get to be people that are sent to share the message of God, to do the work of God, and to lay our lives down for this mission so that others could find the love of God too. We're sent by him, right? And so it has this purpose. And it kind of fills us with this mission. And the last part of this verse, this little passage right here, is kind of interesting. In verse 23, I almost left it off today because I thought this sounds kind of confusing, but I'm glad I didn't. Here's how it goes. Verse 23, right after Jesus says that, he says, if you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. And if you do not forgive them, they're not forgiven. And I thought, okay, that sounds like we're in charge of people's like forgiveness or whatever. And then if we don't forgive sins, they're not forgiven. Like we're in control of people and their forgiveness or not. That sounds too confusing. I'm just not going to talk about that. That sounds like a whole nother, whole nother seminar or workshop or something. But I'm glad I didn't because as I just dove in just a little bit, I found right away that the deal is there's a grammatical thing about the language here in the translation, a grammatical, and I, I want to read it um, from this notes because I don't want to get it right. The construction grammatically is kind of unique. It's a way things were written back then. But here's what it really means. And, and it's actually not confusing. It's actually freeing in a really cool way. Here it is. It literally means, now this is a little complicated, but those whose sins you forgive have already been forgiven. And those whose sins you do not forgive have not been forgiven. God does not forgive people's sins because we decide to do so, nor does he withhold forgiveness because we will not grant it. We announce it. We don't create it. So all who proclaim the good news are in effect forgiving or not forgiving sins depending on whether the hearer accepts or rejects Jesus' offer of grace. So some will be forgiven because they hear and, and they're going to receive the grace and others will reject the message and turn away. And that's just how it is. And the, the, the cool thing is that we're off the hook on the results, right? We get to leave the results to God. What this verse is saying is God is in charge, actually, of all of that. And we get to just proclaim it. We get to be ambassadors of this good news, this love of God. And then we get to not have to feel like we control people and their final decisions and their final destinies. That's up to God, right? And we can let God have it. And we can say, God, you're in control, but I just did my part. I just shared about God's love and this invitation of grace. And, and I love that. I love how we get to do that in our regular, normal, everyday lives. And we don't have to be like special evangelists or special speakers to be able to be sent by God, to be able to be people who proclaim this good news to others. In fact, all of us have five or ten friends in our life, maybe more, that were placed in 
by God on purpose into relationship with. That we have this kind of community. We have a circle of influence that all of us are a part of. Maybe the work, a gym, the school, family, wherever. And, and these people are in our lives. They, maybe they don't go to church. They haven't been interested in God or they, didn't, they don't know about God's love. Or they maybe have like preconceived notions or bad history or baggage around it. And they've kind of written it off as maybe not for them. And we get to share in a new way. God's love. We get to be like new ambassadors, a new voice for this invitation of grace. And it's so cool when we see God do that in our lives. In fact, I thought the best way to, to, to sort of give an example of this is to invite a couple people up who have had just one of those relationships in the last couple of months. And I'm just so excited to have them be our guests to share a little bit of interview style. We've got Brianne and Stephanie coming up here. So would you guys give them a big hand as they come on up? Yeah. Thanks, you guys. And you can just grab through the microphones. And I got these cool little stools for you to sit on. Uh-huh. Right there, right there. And I know that uh, I sort of had to talk them into this. I bribed them with some tr treats and coffee. Um, but I'm so glad. So glad you guys just, I'm so excited just to have you share a bit of your story your, your friendship together and, and what God has been doing in that. And I thought it would just be neat for the rest of us to hear how, that, how that's been going. Thank you, Justin. Um, it did take a little bit of convincing, but the, ultimately it's like what God is doing is so incredible that um, I was like, well, as long as Stephanie's going to agree to it, like I'm for sure not going <laughs> to stop this story, you know. Um, but I'm Brianne. I serve here on the hospitality team. Um, and this is my friend Stephanie. We have been friends for most of our lives. We grew up on the same street. Um, we kind of lost track through high school, and then we reconnected in our 20s. Um, we worked professionally for a bunch of years, and we've stayed close ever since. Um, and I just love her. I've been praying for her for so many years. Um, and so here's a little bit of her story and how she ended up right here right now. <laughs> Um, well, Bree, uh, you know, I've known about her involvement in church for years, our whole life, and, um, you know, I've just always kind of stayed back from that. She's invited me very gently, delicately, and I've just was never open to it until um, about, well, I guess, six, eight months ago, the first service here, um, we came and um, was just so moved by the the message and the and the way that you're invited in but not pressured and um, and I was hesitant for many years because I think um, you know my main main holdback has always been in my life like why does bad things happen to good people and that's always been you know why I didn't understand um, people's relationship with God and um, so. You know, that didn't do me a lot of good, um, feeling that way over the years. And so I thought, you know, when Brianne invited me that we're, like Justin said, in this time of terror, like absolute terror. And we talked about that in a women's group last week, just, you know, uh, having fear. But also, like, for me, I feel like it's just terror. Like, there's so many bad things going on in the world. And um, in the last year, I was 
um, pregnant and going to have a new baby, and, and there's so many fears that come along with that. And um, so it finally just felt like the right time. Um, it felt like, you know, I can't go wrong. You know, it can't, it's, it can't get worse. It's, 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 such a, it's such a hard world out there, and, and maybe, this, maybe I can find peace. Um, is what I was looking for, um, you know, with the new baby and, and just in, in the bigger world in general, um, just looking for peace. And, and um, I feel like we found that here um, at Branches and, and we're just so thankful, our family, that you kept inviting me even though <laughs> I've said no in the past or, or haven't been interested. And, and, um, and so we're just thankful thankful to have you in our lives and, and, and thankful to have all of you in our lives and, and that peace that comes along with it. And um, should we skip to a few weeks ago? Um, I guess Stephanie was starting to show interest in, um, in just like, what else is there? How else can I get Learning connected? More. Yeah, yeah what can I, how can I learn more about who, who Jesus is? And, um, and I was kind of like, I was talking to my mom, actually, and I was like, Mom, what should I do? Like, should I invite her to, like, my Bible study or, like, the women's group or, like, what's next? I need some advice. And she was like, um, well, are you sure? Have you, do you know if Stephanie's actually, like, taken that step to, you know, inviting Jesus into her heart? And, um, and I was like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I mean, she's been coming and she's not, you know, like, I got, I don't know. And I just, in that moment, I just was like, gotta go, Mom. I hung up the phone. And, um... Steph was, we have a hard time getting together. She has a little baby. We have busy lives. And so I was just like, I just kind of felt the Holy Spirit just be like, call her. And so I just uh, picked up my phone. I said a quick prayer. I'm like, well, God, if she picks up, like, we're going we're gonna to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> and uh, she didn't pick up, but she called me back like two seconds later. Um, Which I would normally never do. I'd say, text me. Like, if you want to talk, text yeah. me. <laughs> um, and so we just kind of sat down uh, on the phone, and we just talked about Jesus, and she asked some different questions, and I asked her if she wanted to um, accept him into her heart and say a prayer with me, and um, she did. <laughs> and I knew I only had half an hour. <laughs> I had half an hour because the baby had just gone to sleep, and so I know I have exactly 30 minutes before she's going to wake up again, and so we, we I think just we did were it. on the phone for about 30 minutes, and um, by the end, we were both crying, and it was really just an incredible celebration. I mean, um, all the angels in heaven are rejoicing, like, yeah. she's been saved, yeah, so. Thank you, guys. Any other last little... Uh... I mean, like I said, we're just, we're grateful to be here. And um, I, you know, when, when Justin, uh, when Bree mentioned that Justin was interested in having us talk about this, I think I said, like, that's weird. Like, I don't think I have anything <laughs> interesting to say or anything good to say. But, you know, once we got talking about it, um, you know, it is kind of a hopeful story, I think, for people that are just, you know, dipping their toes in or, or just trying to learn and, um, and, and see where this journey might take them. Um, so I, that's why I wanted to do it, because I felt like maybe it could be helpful to someone. Awesome. Thank you so much. You guys, let's thank them one more time. Thank you. Uh, 
so awesome. Thanks so much, you guys. And there's story after story after story just like that. Many of us have stories similar in our lives. And, and what an incredible honor, what an incredible invitation that God's given each and every one of us to, to share his love with others, to be sent people. And, and I believe that by being sent and by asking for God's power, the Holy Spirit, in the sending, that this peace that passes understanding will surround us, will guard our hearts, will help us walk through the turbulent, fearful environments that each and every one of us face every day. And so I want to invite us this morning to that path today, to that path of saying, Jesus, bring your peace into my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Who in my life could I share your love with? Maybe even right now you've got those five or ten people's names just in your mind. Maybe take a next step here this morning and write them down. Would you maybe put them on a little piece of paper, write them on your hand. There's pens along the aisles. Um, you know, you might want to take a note. Write these five people, ten people's names down. And would you pray about them? Even this morning, that's the first step. Just say, God, I want to pray for these people that I love, that are in my life, that are my friends. And God, I want to ask you to help me in the interactions with them. And I bet you that God's going to set you up. I bet he's going to just tee you up for a moment and that you wouldn't have, couldn't have created yourself and you're going to have a chance to, to continue to share God's love with them. And so we want to bring those names today to God and, and ask that he would empower us and, and, and help us. And, you know, maybe you're here this morning and you relate a little more to Stephanie's story. And maybe you're like, you know, I, I am not sure. I'm sort of dipping my toes in. I'm kind of, kind of figuring this out. And, and this morning, my prayer is that in the midst of that fear, that things that hold you back, in the midst of the fear that you're facing along with every single one of us, that Jesus would walk right in. He would come right through those locked doors and he would bring his peace to you. And it's a simple prayer and I want to invite us into praying that even this morning to say, Jesus, come into my life and bring me that peace. The peace that all the world is clamoring after and Jesus wants to bring it right here, this gift that the world can't give. And so I want to invite us to, if you close your eyes right where you're at, and I'm going to invite the band up here too. We'll take just a few minutes to sing together, to respond together. And as the band is coming, yeah, just right where you're at, consider these names. Who are these people in your life that you could share this love of God with? And to consider, too, in this moment, where do you need this peace of Jesus? Where do you need his power to invade and lift up your life and your situations? Where do you need this purpose, this potential of sharing this mission to be sent just like Jesus was sent for us? Jesus, the ultimate example, right, of following the Father's will of doing the Father's work, of being here on earth, living a perfect life in our place so that we could get in on the grace of God. Through his death and his resurrection, we get in on this mercy of God, this invitation to peace with him. And a, a peace that lasts forever, a an eternity of peace with God. And so it's a simple prayer. You know, it's a simple prayer. I talked about it at Easter kind of the ABCs, right? It's a prayer of just saying, I admit that I need Jesus in my life. I admit that I need this grace. I can't do this on my own. I can't be good enough or holy enough. 
and I need what Jesus offers. And then the B is to believe, to put your trust in Jesus' work on the cross, his resurrection, to believe in who he is, to, to say, God, help me with my faith. I want to put all the chips on the table with you, trust you with my life. And then to see is to commit. Yeah, to just say, God, I, I commit to follow you, to open my eyes and heart to you as you lead my life instead of anything else. And so let's take a moment. If that's you and maybe for the first time you want to pray that prayer in your own words, in your own way, let's take a moment to do that. Jesus, as we spend these last couple of minutes singing a couple songs to you, I pray that you would open our hearts to your love for us, that you would open our hearts to your peace, and that you would invade us as, as much as we're closed up or um, put some barriers and baggage in front of you and us. God, I pray that you would break through all of that this morning and meet us with your peace. Surround us with your peace as we sing, as we ponder your words to us and the truth of your love and grace in our lives. Inspire us as we pray for these friends in our lives that we want so desperately to experience the love and grace of God in a new, fresh way that can come right from us. And you want to use us in that. And you want to surround us with your peace as you do. So God, we give you these moments. Help us respond to you, God, and take advantage of this time right here, these couple of moments together. We pray this in your name, Jesus.